Welcome to the Man of Honor podcast. This podcast is about guys, right? It's about men who want to make a difference. Men who have learned how to fight through the obstacles and excel in business, life, family, and fatherhood. Welcome to the Man of Honor podcast with your host, former NFL player, Pastor Ed Tandy McGlass. Today's episode features author and founder of Players Fitness and Performance, Andrew Simpson. And now, here's Ed. Well, I can't wait to, to introduce you to the next Man of Honor. Uh, in our podcast show, we chose this guy named Andrew Simpson. He's uh, our husband, a loving husband. That's an awesome thing. Your wife would give you a high five. Father and love-powered leader of an organization called PFP, Players Fitness Performance. He's the author of a book called Youth Truth, which kicked off a massive movement uh, to fix broken youth sports world and restore kids. So many kids mess up by their broken dads not being there. Uh, A book that reaches coaches, parents with more joy, love, and sanity. That's a big, big, awesome word. He's uh, an idealist partnering with God. In other words, he just believes that if God said it in his word, then he should do it. Let's welcome Andrew to our show. Welcome, Andrew. Ed, thanks so much, brother. Glad to be here. Well, I just just loved uh, our earlier chat. We were talking about so many things. And... uh, Kind of let people know what kind of happened to you that got you involved with all these uh, broken kids. I don't know if you've seen the latest statistics, but it's uh, it, it it looks like there's somewhere between 81 and 82 percent of all young children today are being raised in single uh, mom or single dad households without both husband and father and uh, and a mom and and wife and. Can you believe the devastation of that? You probably saw that in youth sports and and do that. So tell me a little bit how you got involved trying to fix this massive problem we have. Uh, Well, I've always been somebody that believes, um, and I've believed for a long time, that our purpose here on earth is uh, not to get a comfortable job and work nine to five, but rather to Uh, strike a blow against evil and do something significant. Uh, And so when I started this organization called PFP, it was under the belief that I would be a personal trainer and I would help kids get stronger, faster, improve in sports. And what God quickly revealed to me was that the problems that were happening in youth sports were kind of all centered around this idea of hey, we're, we're making it too much about bigger, stronger, faster, get to the next level. And there's these young, <laughs> yeah. right? There's these young middle school and high school kids who are growing up in a society that is just ruining them. And they've got leaders, quote unquote, um, who, you know, between coaches and society and peers and sometimes parents who are kind of feeding into this idea that it's all about sports. It's all about status. It's all about how much can I get? And so honestly, brother, uh, the, I thought this organization was going to be for one purpose and God has used it for a different purpose, which is to restore 
love, passion, joy, confidence um, in this generation, this young generation of people. And the cool thing is it actually results in better performing athletes. So it ended up being a win, win, win across the board. Or touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's a big in today's world, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we, we've seen uh, even recently in the NFL um, some of the guys that uh, aren't doing well. No dad in their story. I mean, when I was a player, it was around 80% of the current players back in the day didn't have a dad in their story either. A lot of mm. overperforming young men who usually probably had really good college coaches and they definitely had an amazing single mama out there helping them get there. But what mm -hmm. happens do you see in the life of these young people when they don't have a dad in their story? Yeah, one particular kid comes to mind uh, right off the bat that I'm working with right now. And not a great relationship with his dad. Um, growing up, he has spent, I would say, about 85% of his time with mom. And then he gets you know, some leftovers from dad here and there. So dad's kind of there, but for the most part, not really. And <laughs> this young man happens to be extraordinarily tall for his age. So you would think when you come across this young man that he's got, you know, he's, he's older, he's confident, you know, got that's together, just the perception. Know. Right. That's the perception you get when you come across a really, really tall young man. But at the end of the day, he's uh, still a 17 year old kid at heart. And he needs guidance. He needs uh, a male figure in his life that's going to speak life and truth into him. And so I've seen it with uh, dozens and dozens of young men over the last 10 years since uh, having this organization, really. And it's um, uh, yeah, I could go on and on. There's there's all sorts of problems that arise when a kid doesn't have his dad. Right. I mean, when, when, you name have, it. Have you noticed, uh, you know, with them that their sense of identity is only attached to the performance of their life. They, they're not clear about who they are unless they're a winner or they make it big in sports or because without a dad to be there to speak life into them or to really transfer identity, they suffer, don't mm -hmm. they? They absolutely do. And it gets even worse in the sports industry, quite frankly, where the coaches – tend to be pretty in your face and uh, all about performance as well. And so a young man who's never been raised in the values of a loving father who wants to teach him that, you know, your identity is not rooted in your performance. If he doesn't have that, and then he comes across coaches and teachers and um, other male figures that continue to reinforce this performance is what matters in life mentality. What I found is uh, the young man will either become that which he thinks he should, which is all about performance, all about, right. you know, I got to make sure I, I rise up or become very passive and very scared, very anxious, um, lose the masculinity that is inside of him that is supposed to be used for good. So I've kind of seen it go one way or the other, honestly, with the young men that I've worked with. So what? How, what's your process to... There's probably, you know, moms out there watching or dads going, sounds like you're talking about my son. I mean, what's the process of bringing him around if he's suffering in his life like that? Bringing him around uh, to what we do here at our gym. Is that what you're asking? 
Yeah, I think for us, it's been just uh, over the years, a lot of word of mouth, people talking to the people they know and, um, you know, spreading the message about what we're doing here that goes above and beyond just sets and reps. Um, but then the process really looks like a, a conversation with mom. Typically, you know, we, we jump on the phone with mom and find out what's going on really from her perspective. And then it's all about for us, we got to create an atmosphere uh, right off the bat where this young man can enter and he feels safe. He feels understood. He feels encouraged. Um, and it's not like what he experiences at sports or at school where it's all about performance. So we got to set the tone right off the bat um, by seeking first to understand and appreciating, you know, his world and where he's coming from. Yeah. Cause you gotta, you know, Bobby Bowden, um, legendary football coach, college football coach, giving him a shout out. He's in heaven now. Remember meeting him a number of years ago and he looked at me and he says, Eddie Mack, you know, 40 years ago, there was about, five boys out of 10 who didn't have a father in their story. When I left football, it was nine out of 10. And so I had to teach my coaches how to be fathers first and then coaches. Cause these boys were so hurt because, you know, single mamas, they, they do so much amazing good, but it really does take a, a, a man, a father, to be in their life. And I mean, I'll never forget that conversation with, with Bobby and how he changed his whole coaching style. And matter of fact, went to a couple of national championships. Um, not so much now for poor Florida, but anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> so what do you do? Say this young boys come to you. No dad in a story. He's hurting. And what, what are some of the, things that you've learned how to connect to him kind of practical steps that maybe uh, a single mom's out there or maybe uh, a dad that's a single dad that's uh, trying to, he's gotten involved with a gal that's got a couple of kids and, and the boys have just kind of checked out. They don't know who they are. What would you tell them? How would you help them? Yeah. Practical steps to, uh, to help that kid make progress. I mean, this one sounds so simple, Ed, but it's something that I see missed in today's busy society uh, is spending one-on-one -on -one time, you know, true one-on-one -on -one time on a consistent basis. Because I used to feel really good about myself as a coach when I would take a young man out to lunch or I would show up at one of his games and then it would be six months before I did it again, right? So it's like, it's not what you do occasionally that's going to make a difference. It's what you do consistently. It's what you do repeatedly uh, over and over again. Showing up, I think, is so important. So the first, honestly, that popped into my head right off the bat was just the consistent one-on-one -on -one time, putting those emotional deposits in the bank account with the relationship over right. and over yeah. and over again. You know, And then you end up having some influence, right? Build a relationship, and then you've got some influence. But you know, the, the famous quote, people uh, don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And it, right. the same applies as a, a male figure in a, a young man's life. You know, um, let me ask you this, because we had, a, you know, I had to deal with in peewee football, notorious coaches that would donate their tonsils during every game by screaming all the time. Yep. And, uh, 
And why do you think that dads have been so bad at, in, in a lot of ways in youth sports and coaches? You know, they're just mm-hmm. driving their kids. What, what's, what do you think the motivation is for dads and for coaches? What would you say? Well, I'll tell you what I know for a fact is most of it is they don't they they think that they're doing a good thing, right? They think that they're making a positive difference, um, and they think it's going to motivate their players. Sometimes it's motivated by status, right? What the, what they think that the parents and the fans want to see more of. Yeah. And then I think I think another chunk of it is it's the only way they've ever learned how to deal with their anger or their frustration. So who'd they learn that what they witnessed, right? They witnessed it from their dad growing up. Yeah. Um, I would say that's probably the why behind it. Uh, I don't always spend a ton of time on the why, but I think that that is probably the reason behind it. And so when I work with coaches, which I do a lot, I work directly with the coaches because I think that if I really want to make the biggest difference in the youth sports world, then I've got to help the parents. I've got to help the coaches do things That's differently. So good, Andrew. And of course, the young man, right? It's a triangle. Um, but when I'm working with the coaches, uh, I'm, always, I'm always trying to find out their motivating factor, right? What's, what's driving them. And all of them, at the end of the day, it's hard to get a coach to not want to win, Right. Like Here we go. They want to win. Winning's not right? bad. Like, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> oh, I love winning. Yeah. yeah Rams, man. I think baby. we're called to do excellent. NFC championship coming up. <laughs> wow. What a crazy end. Of oh, the- yeah. I was sweating bullets, man. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think at the end of the day, if what unites all coaches and male coaches is that they do want to win, but they also want to have a, a lasting impact. Cause even the, even the coaches Ed that I talked to that have never, haven't spent much time thinking about legacy. They haven't really thought about it much. I'll ask them the questions at times, you know, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if 10 years from now, Johnny, who's uh, 17 years old right now, when he's 27 and getting married, wouldn't it be pretty cool if he invited you to his wedding? Wow. And I'll just pause and, and think to myself, and, and I'll ask him more questions like, do you think he's going to want to to his wedding if all he remembers that you was scream at him and braid him? But you guys won a lot of games, right? You won a lot of games, but he doesn't have a good relationship with you. So it's all about relationship. Yeah. And do you think that, you know, you know, you said it well, that the way they were fathered or coached, you know, a man can only really give away those things he receives. And if he doesn't receive blessing, I I remember when Lucas, my um, favorite middle son, he, uh, (laughs) he was tough on the football field. And so I went out one practice and it was a hot day and the head coach wasn't there, and there was the four coaches screaming. And you know, we one kid's, uh, you know, gets, you know, dehydrated. Ambulance has got to come. I'm sitting there watching. the The head coach comes in. He was a owns a construction company and was late. And he looks at me and goes, "You see what happened?" I said, "Yeah." What, what do you think the fix is? I said, well, quite honestly, you have to make me your assistant coach and do what I say, or I won't help you. 
He was like, really? I said, I think we can win every game. But you have to do what I say. And he goes, fine. You got full things. So we have a coaches meeting that later that night. Come in, sit down with all these guys. I said, okay, guys, number one, first rule. If you scream at the players, unless you're just loud and excited, you're fired. I want to teach you the power of your words. Because when you yell at a little kid in peewee football, all he thinks is that he's in trouble. (laughs) And so what's he going to do? He's going to go run and hide, go play Xbox. He's going to check out emotionally. I want you to begin to speak to your players, and I, I showed them how to kind of speak. Well, guess what? We won 10 games in a row. Went to the Super Bowl of Super Bowl championships for Pee Wee football. And I was traveling that weekend. And sure enough, when I wasn't there, all the coaches, because now it was the big thing, they started screaming. Our players just collapsed and they just couldn't play. But the principle is, and we talked about it in our pre interview, the power of the words we speak can either release that young man to a whole new season in his life or can completely hinder him. Have you found that to be true? 100%. And monitoring the words that you're saying is key. And it's actually, I think, the the reaction, the reaction is equally as impactful because the, the young men are always watching how the, the male adult figure, father figure, reacts yeah and that'll be caught right the yeah, that'll be see, caught uh, not taught all the time he so. mad at me right what did i yep. do wrong i just fumbled yep. the ball coach <laughs> and as if that young man doesn't already know he did something wrong he heard it from the fans and now he's hearing it from the coach oh right? yeah man that is so good and so mm-hmm. so tell tell us um um Take a minute and just give me your elevator speech for this amazing organization you have. And you're in, uh, let me see, you're in Frederick, Maryland? Yep. Frederick, Maryland. Um, It's 7207 uh, Delegate Place. Is that right? That's my home address, actually, where (laughs) there's some important stuff that happens there, too. But we're at uh, 1664 Bowman's Farm Road is where the business is here in Frederick. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, uh, elevator speech. Well, it doesn't take a genius to know that th- the state of our youth is questionable at best right now. Anxiety is at an all-time high. Fear is at an all-time high. Comparison is at an all-time high. The amount of kids that are quitting sports before age 14 is at an all-time high and rising. Social media is just causing such an array of problems for our kids. And so now more than ever, love-powered leaders and a safe place for kids to go where they're inspired, cared about, um, where they're more than just a number and where they're valued completely, it's so needed and, uh, and people are craving that. And so that's what we've created here at PFP is a place where, yes, you're going to increase your performance because that matters. Right. We're, right. we're going we're to take you from where you are to where you want to be athletically and physically, um, but we're going to do it in a way that you enjoy it. 
and you create an affinity, a love for working out, for fitness, for exercise, and for training. Because most of what kids feel towards sports right now, it's not so great. So you need to really associate something positive with the training and the hard work that goes into yeah, that's um, right. performance. You know, so that's uh, that's that's really it. If you don't work out when no one's looking, then you'll never stand on the field that everybody sees, right? That's very that true. As a young kid, my my stepdad, you know. Um, came to me one day and said, uh, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, I want to play pro football. And I was just a you know, eight-year-old kid, had a picture of Bob Hayes. You won't know that name, maybe. Fastest no, man in no. history at the time, Dallas Cowboy wide receiver. He'd just run, and they'd throw the ball as far as he could. So the <laughs> next morning, he uh, showed up with Ked's tennis shoes. Ked's were invented in my day and ankle weights and shorts and T-shirt, put me in the car while I was still asleep at 6 o'clock in the morning, dropped me at a, four miles from the house, and said, son, if you want to be a pro football player, you got to be the best runner on the field. you got to build a ladder to your dreams. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to cook you the best breakfast you've ever had in your entire life. And he dropped me off, and literally five days a week, I ran, and what it did for me, the, I was actually, some days, I was so sore, I was trying to hitchhike, but I was afraid my dad was going to turn around and see me. But the food was my motivation, man. And I got home, blueberry pancakes. I had, yeah, but what I learned training as a young man, that alone time, is it really gave me great confidence when I got older as an athlete. And yep. so I played special teams because I could outrun all the linemen. And that was fun at 287 pounds. You know, you can knock some people in the next week, you know, on special teams. Absolutely. That's part of my That's problem, good. you know, too many hits. But, you know. <laughs> so you also, um, so what is the website? How did they get a hold of you? Um and oh, I was going to one other thing. Do you do coaching for moms and dads with troubled kids or single moms? I do. Uh, I, I've got a, a couple that I'm actually working with um, tonight about you know just issues with their child um, who, who needs really needs to take a break from a very intense sport that they're doing right now. They're only ten years old. So anyway. Uh, yeah, I do do some of that because, um, like I said, it's part of the triangle, right, of, of the impact that we're trying to make. Uh, PFPFit.com is our website where we've got a blog there, and that gets a lot of parents and coaches who read the blog that I put out um, on a, at least a couple times a week. So www.PFPFit.com. Gotcha. And, that'll uh, go, on, uh, yeah, that'll go on the, the video for those that are watching Perfect. That's awesome. And and you also, I don't want to get away from this, your greatest achievement in your life is that you married a beauty and you're an amazing husband. Right? <laughs> it is. It is. I married up. I've got a beautiful Italian, loving, kind wife. I always have to throw the Italian part in there because yeah, why is that? Um, you know, th that's an important part of who she is, right? She's Italian. <laughs> it's her roots. <laughs> in other words she's, she's really, really italian though man she, she yeah she, she could speak numbers. italian fluently my 
my three-year-old son, in fact, is actually like, he knows more Italian than I do. So they're, they have conversations sometimes at the dinner table and I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I can order food, man. Not a problem, but boy, Italy is, I, I've been to Italy and the food there is just, of course, everybody says that, right? So, oh, yeah. you know, you're learning this, this whole thing about, because really at the core of who you are, it's not just that you have just better technology and a better heart. Actually, what's happened with you, Andrew, is that God has taught you how to get it from him. Tell us about that. Hmm. As far as the the fatherhood part and the husband part? Uh, and, the, and the business part. All yeah. that stuff comes out of this, this personal relationship with Jesus and the Father. How, how does that work in, in your life, and how's that yeah. help you? Uh, well, about five years ago, I learned the power of priorities and values, and my top value is my relationship with God. My second value is my relationship with my wife and my now kids, right? The family's growing every single year at this point. We got two kids now. Um, and then my third value is my calling and uh, fulfilling the mission and the vision that God's given me to make the impact he's called me to make. And those are the three things, right? It, I, I look at my life as very simple and the way that I spend my time, it needs to follow those, that order. Um, the priorities are the things that we do prior to the next thing. So the first thing that I do when I wake up in the morning prior to anything else if it's not the first thing on my values and priorities list, then I'm not living in congruence with the way I believe I'm supposed to be. So my, my Plus morning time is my, my best time. Plus you're going to fall on my face, man. Cause yep, we've been made, right. we are um, word activated and grace empowered men. So when mm -hmm. God's word fills us and we connect to God's power and God's grace, like Jesus said, nothing will be impossible for you. But right. if you try to muscle it up, you're just going to go, skung. <laughs> yep, because right. we can't love a woman without help from God. Can you shout me down on that sure. one? I mean, isn't that true? Yep, it is. Because they, 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 swim, they swim in an estrogen river. They're incredibly gifted with so many gifts that we don't have. And to yeah. reach them and to keep their heart, we need help from the Lord. You know, we, we need to be filled because what happens is, and I want you to speak to this as well, when your identity gets secure by being with the Lord, then you don't need to build your identity with your wife or your son mm -hmm. or your clients. You don't have to worry about your reputation and making it about you because that first piece of being a son, right, Andrew, is it makes you secure. Is that right? It is right. And, you know, as far as the different roles that I have in my life, uh, I love your I love your message and your podcast and your um, your books uh, because when I think about it, I, I don't often consider my role as a son as one of my primary roles in life. That's right. 
but it's so true. That's, that's a top role in my life. Like I am a son, not just of my parents, right. But actually of my heavenly father. So that's a cool, it's a, I don't know. I think it's, it changes the posture that you walk around with every day. When you remember you're a son um, of the Lord most high, it's a, it definitely changes your posture and a word that has been very impactful for me that I would like to have on my gravestone someday is meek. Andrew was a meek man. And uh, when I think about that word, I don't know why I just, I love the idea of that. And I hope that I pass that on to my kids. What's your definition of meek? So the way that I've, I've learned it and it's been described to me is just knowing your position in life and knowing that, uh, God is over all things, and I'm supremely important, and I'm important in his eyes, uh, but I know that I am not the Lord of my life, and I am not over all things. It's God, and then I'm underneath of that. Right. So meek isn't weak. The actual Hebrew word no, not at all. means power under control. Mm-hmm. So no matter how powerful God makes you, you're able to keep that back for the sake of other people and not make it about yeah, yourself. That's good. So you can come in there, man, flames are burning, but you're sensitive and you're caring. And especially in the, in the role that you play in the lives of so many young people, um, it's mm-hmm. just vital. And with your children that you're ha- that you have and are going to have and your wife, it's so important for you to be able to be present, isn't it, as a man, as a father, as a husband? Absolutely. In the life. Well, I tell you, it's been an honor just to get some time with you. And uh, and I know there's uh, some single moms out there or moms and dads, and they really feel stuck. And they just go, um, man, I, I just want to have hope with my kids again. Would you kind of close us with a prayer for those parents right now? And uh, we'll we'll figure out a way to get them all to get a hold of you. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, first off, thank you for Ed and this this ministry, this mission. Thank you that uh, you have given us the chance right now to speak into parents speak into fathers and speak into those who have uh, felt that they were fatherless growing up. They were missing a a physical father, um, but they did have you as their heavenly father. And Lord, my prayer for these parents right now, uh, number one, that they would know that you uh, can feel for them and you can understand the pain that they go through raising kids in this crazy world. this world that continues to get more evil uh, every single day. But also, Lord, I pray that they know and they feel confidence in you and in your plans for them and their kids. I pray that they would uh, feel that peace uh, that you offer freely, that they would know the peace that you want them to experience, even amidst the storms that they're going to go through with their kids. And Father, I pray that you open doors that they don't even know, that these parents don't even know are going to be opened uh, where a mentor can come speak into the life of their kid or a coach or a leader can speak into their life as a parent. And I just pray that you pour wisdom into them to know what to do in the situations where they 
don't know what to do. They don't feel like they know what to do. Um, that you would do only what you can do, and that is provide hope, light, and wisdom to these parents. And we know, uh, we, we wait expectantly for this. We know that this is your will, and uh, we can't wait to see it uh, come true in the lives of all these parents who are listening and watching mm. this today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you there, man of honor. You're making a big difference. Of course, Ed. And uh, and for all you that are watching today. Thank you, brother. We're uh, And those that, that are friends of Andrew, um, want to give you a free book called The Difference a Father Makes. We have almost 400,000 guys have gotten a copy of this book, and we want to send it to you. Um, just follow the link on the screen, and uh, we'll get it right to your inbox. It's a digital book. It's an easy read. You can watch, read it on Kindle or, or just on your iPad or iPhone. And um, it'll be a blessing to you. It's kind of my story, and it's very similar to what Andrew's doing right now. If you want one of those, make sure you sign up and get that. And remember, it's never too late for God to turn your family around to make you the father or the mother that he, your children really need you to be. I can't tell you how important it is. If you're in one of those places to check out what Andrew's doing, give him a shout out and connect with him. And uh, just love being with this young man of honor today. God bless you guys. We'll see you the next time.